it is such an honor and a blessing to be preaching here on this Sunday morning. I'm grateful um, to be the first guest to preach at an in-person service since the pandemic started. But more than that, I am grateful to preach as someone who is deeply inspired and encouraged by this peace community. The truth is that for me, even as someone who was ordained by this community and has served as a pastor and worked among a National Baptist organization, I still very much struggle with the church sometimes. It's mostly because of the many folk who have caused a lot more harm at times than good, or misused the Bible lending themselves to spiritual abuse rather than spiritual abundance. And sometimes I've needed a reprieve from the harm that I've experienced that tends to linger even when I step into places of faith that are healthy and good. And I know that I am not alone in that. As a person who has done a lot of reconstructing, I often do not fit the mold of traditional perspectives or conventional views. And while I often have no desire to fit in, because of it, I questioned to whom I belong to. What spaces will see all parts of me and embrace me fully? And is that what it means to belong? What does true belonging look or feel like? We are all a part, we are all people with our own personal stories or ways of relating to the world and with ways of connecting to faith, which likely means we do not always think the same, act the same, or live the same as everyone else. But of course, let me know if any of you have felt like you fit in or belong 100% of the time. There is a beauty in that, however, when we can have different views or beliefs or theology and still respect each other through sharing our truth That's right. and celebrate the similarities that help us see our oneness. So when we look more deeply at today's text, we see Jesus in Jerusalem a place close to his home where he is also often rejected, time after time. And yet, he is celebrated in other places where he comes to bring healing. But something about Jerusalem, where his compassion and service is mistaken for going rogue, or not fitting in the boxes of expectations. We all know the feeling to that to some extent. For instance, when we grow up as kids, we adapt to what we're taught, 
from family or society or religion. And it isn't until we keep on growing, learning, and unlearning that we challenge systems or expand into more of ourselves. I often think to myself, if my parents had not left their hometowns and found each other in Austin, then I would likely not be who I am today in the ways that I've been graced with the ability to branch out. I wonder if I grew up in a more conservative black church like my mother did, would I have even thought to aspire beyond the roles she saw women in on Sunday mornings, then aspire to be the one preaching from the pulpit? I wonder if I grew up in a small town of around 350 people, like my daddy did, if I would have been able to imagine a life in a big city with big ambitions and even bigger dreams. Yet because my parents broadened their horizons, I too continue this trajectory. It is the pivotal moments like this that shape and inform us. And at the same time, sometimes when the folks from home learn who you are becoming, they give you a side eye. <laughs> About the things that are different from your homegrown mentality or having the audacity to grow up. The truth is, while some people champion the ways we become more of ourselves, some folks get uncomfortable with the ideas that are too far from what they know or would much rather you play it small. So here comes Jesus. In John 5, he's made his way to Jerusalem after his trip near Samaria, where many come to believe in Jesus's divinity from the testimony of the Samaritan woman at the well, or in Galilee, where the official's child becomes well. In Jerusalem, not too far from home, Jesus takes notice of a man that was sick for 38 years and asks him, do you want to be healed? I just love that he does not assume what the man wants, but waits to hear him vocalize or express where his mindset is at. After all, if you've been ill for that length of time, it is very likely that you could believe that helplessness is more possible than hopefulness. While Jesus is in a place where he could very well walk around offering healing to the crowd like Oprah offers gifts. Y'all know it? You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. He could proclaim everyone is healed. But he waits to hear what this specific man who had been unwell for so long really wants and needs. 
and how he can help him achieve it. What stands out to me most is that the prerequisite to being well is the belief that wellness is an option. While I'm not saying, <clears throat> while I'm not saying healing will always come or that it, when it comes, it's when we expect or want healing most. But what I'm saying is if you don't believe you can be well, then you are more destined to be unwell. It is much harder to believe or it is much harder to be well if you think wellness is impossible. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but don't give up. Don't give up on your health. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. Whatever that one thing is for you, don't give up. Many of you who have heard me preach before often know that a song <laughs> comes to mind for me when I'm preparing a sermon. Typically, it's a song that I haven't heard in quite some time or a nudge from spirit on a message within a song grabbing my attention. So today, I have a song that came to mind, a gospel song. While I rarely listen to gospel music as much as I did when I was a kid, for instance, when my mom would play it, when my family would be headed to our non-denominational church as a child, or when I sang in gospel choir in college and went to black churches that played gospel music, while I don't regularly listen to them now, still, gospel music tugs on my heartstrings without me trying. So a gospel song entitled Encourage Yourself comes to mind. Can I sing it with you? <laughs> it goes. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to speak victory during the test. And no matter how you feel, speak a word and you or circumstances we face matters. So don't give up. Be encouraged. It is through the man who became well after 38 years that we receive a nuanced view 
on encouragement and effort. We see it is first our beliefs or mentality that enforces the effort or willingness we put in, not the other way around. Could you imagine if Jesus told the man he was healed and the man who was once ill decided to remain still, never to believe or take up his mat and walk? And at the same time, could you imagine if Jesus who already knew his own divinity, decides not to step into his power because of the closed mindset or lack of belief from the authority figures in his home country. Thankfully, however, we witness a brave and audacious Jesus who is more concerned with wholeness, compassion, and truth than fitting the mold or following the rules. Jesus does not let how people show, see him stop him from being exactly who he has divinely been destined to be. Right there is where we see an embodied lesson on belonging. It's not always about who you are connected to or who you are in community with that determines, for instance, where Jesus belongs, but rather belonging to oneself that instructs how he shows up in community. I know that for myself, that I am in the right place by how comfortable I feel being myself. At Peace of Christ, for example, it comes from the safety in knowing that here I can be more free than in many churches that I've experienced before. There aren't too many churches that engage difficult, taboo, or de deconstructive conversations the way I see peace do it. And it does not mean there will not be uneasy moments or times where differences will arise. And in fact, I wouldn't even necessarily use it as a marker on whether I belong or you belong, but an indicator for how we are in deeper alignment with oneself. We don't necessarily need community in order to belong. We need community to uplift our uniqueness and our giftedness to empower the belongingness that lives in each of us. So peace of Christ, don't give up. Don't give up on doing the individual work and showing up for yourself. Don't give up on recognizing how community helps mirror exactly where we are, individually and collectively. Don't give up on embodying what it looks like to belong. Amen.